1: Great to be back with you, folks, and uh, I can't believe it, Stephanie Wesco, but I am coming to you from Camp Joy, arriving here a week early, uh, doing podcast, and uh, surely Debbie and I are missing the Wesco family and the Wesco worship team. And just by a quick way of update, I know that you all went through the uh, variant COVID craziness. Has, has that run its way through your family now?
2: it has thankfully everyone is um on the upside um we're holding hope and praying that um my one son never even got the single smallest symptom so i'm praying yeah that he missed it for good i mean he's been exposed now for about six weeks and hasn't picked it up so i'm taking that as a good sign um
1: that's some pretty good news right there yeah yeah
2: but yeah other than daniel who's he's on the mend it's just when you combine covid with strep you have a very bad combo so um but he's he's slowly getting better praise the lord for antibiotics and um so he's he's on the he's on the upward trail just taking a little longer to heal.
1: Well, I always take a little longer to get through things too, so I'm definitely not standing in judgment of him. And uh that's awesome. And
2: but yeah, but he's back to work and the doctor gave him um release on that, so um he's working and back to school, and I'm proud of him. Even if he doesn't feel good, he's not letting that keep him back,
1: so. Oh, praise God. And you sound better than you have in a couple weeks, so it sounds like you're almost right there where you need to be.
2: Uh Well, I'm back. I'm high on caffeine too. You know, I ran to I had to go by the Starbucks. Don't, don't,
1: store. don't. The nearest Starbucks <laughs> is a 23-minute drive from here. And I'm uh, so
2: sorry. All I got is coffee, if that's any comfort. It was a plain coffee oh, with
1: a little cream. Debbie so. made me some tea when I got back from my five-mile walk, so that's kind of where I am. But oh. anyway, we have this great segment, and uh, uh, we we thank the Lord that uh, Mrs. Norton gave us this segment, the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment, so we can help people not to be knuckleheads. So That's right. With that in mind, it's uh, Stephanie's turn. So, Stephanie, you might be a knucklehead if.
2: Doug, you might be a knucklehead if you have music and a beat that's going so loud in your car that the car next to you is literally shaking and vibrating. Yeah, There's a problem.
1: Yeah. You know, um, you look up And then you're picture. sitting
2: in your car laughing <laughs> about it, that's you know, just,
1: oh. You're losing your hearing. You're a moron. Yeah. And, you know, if. Folks, let me tell you something, man. There's a such thing as noise pollution. You know, we just got to yes, look out for our, our fellow brethren, man. We got to yeah. be, we got to do the right thing, and the right and thing is not. Speaking from
2: personal experience, I mean, I'm not kidding you. When the guy is sitting there watching you wince and is laughing at you, there is a serious problem with your head.
1: Yeah, I agree. Knuckle and...
2: is written across it.
1: You look up, knucklehead, and there is a picture of that dude. And, hey, just so everybody knows, we usually record this on a special podcast machine due to travel. We went back about 100 podcasts the old-fashioned way we used to do this. So the sound may be a little bit different, but we're doing the best we can. And uh, so one other thing we've been doing is so we slipped from food or we... Left the food, food that's right with God, and we decided to get a little more academic and bookwormy. So, Stephanie, uh, do you have a book that's right with God that you can recommend?
2: I do, I do, and I do recommend a food that's right with God while you read this book. Oh, yes. Make those <laughs> Starbucks copycat cream cheese pumpkin muffins, and I have made them keto now, and you can do them keto if you if you want suggestions on that. But while you're eating your muffin. Check out the book, The Liberating Life of Jesus by John Van Gelderen. That book has been a tremendous blessing and help to me, and I would highly recommend it.
1: You want liberty, folks, and uh, you find that in the Lord, and John Van Gelderen, highly recommended by Stephanie. I know him. I haven't read the book, but I'm sure it's great, and uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh,
2: I did give it to you.
1: I know you did. So is that... I'm 10 books. I'm actually reading a book on physical fitness here. I go Christian book, non Christian book, and I'm reading a book on physical fitness here. And
2: I'm sure you are. You, just so everybody knows, you will never find me reading a book on physical fitness. I gave up on that. I mean, I try, but. So <laughs> it's
1: what you're saying is that. I'm some kind of a, a weirdo or something? No, is no, a,
2: no. I'm just saying you're a whole better level of human being than I am.
1: Oh, stop that. So we're in Psalm 139. You think it's bad on the phone? Uh, wait till we're together here at camp next week. It'll probably be even a little more contentious. But uh, we're in Psalm 139. And uh, the Word of God says, we'll go in the first 12 verses. And, uh, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me, thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my laying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid Thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hide not from thee, but the night shineth as day, and the darkness are light, are both alike to thee. There's a lot going on here, Stephanie. You know, I I was thinking as I was looking at this a little bit earlier, and I think this psalm, and I want you to talk about it here in a minute, is all about what we think our relationship with God is, and what we think god knows and sees and does and i don't know man tell us about it what's uh what are you grabbing out of those first 12 verses
2: this i I probably say this all the time but this is by far one of my favorite psalms um just just this psalm to me tells me that my god cares about every aspect of my life yeah that he literally he, he literally, from the day of my conception, before I was even conceived, he had a plan for my life. He he cared about every intricate thread of um, as I was woven together, as he has woven my life together. He cares about every thread. He cares about the length, the tension. It's like he's this master weaver making a beautiful tapestry. And that is just incredible to me. The, the depth that that the psalmist goes here, that David goes to, as he describes how much my God cares about me, it's honestly overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And and I'll tell you, you know, the way you said that is so important is, you know, we God sees our hearts, so man yeah. sees our outside. So you and I can perceive each other. I think we probably know each other better than most people, I mean, because we're good friends. And uh, But I still can't see your heart. So if you want to fake me out on a particular day and, and act like you're doing better than you're doing or something, you can do that, and I can do the same to you. But I think what the psalmist is saying here is, is God is searching me. He knows me. He knows every part of me. Uh, you know, Adam and Eve tried to hide themselves in the Garden of Eden. We see that. Cain tried it. David tried it. You know, we can... We could keep on going through of people trying to hide things, or you know, paint a better picture of themselves, go through and do things. But in guys, God's, God's eyes, all things are the naked truth, the right down to your heart. uh yeah. You know, you can't cover things up, and and I think that's a pretty significant thing. And if you look at verse two, thou knowest my down sitting and my uprising, thou understandest my thought afar of off. So God knows when I'm high. God knows when I'm low. God knows when I want to lay on the couch, and I I think somehow, Stephanie, we can glean uh, encouragement out of that. I think yes. you know how it feels when you just want to fall down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the
1: time. <laughs> yeah, every day, and especially with eight kids with COVID or seven, and uh, but God knows when our uprising, and more importantly, He knows our down sitting and down sitting you know to me that's almost talking about depression there mhm and it's real easy for us to fall into the wiles of depression i mean how easy is it for you stephanie to let a little bit go and be depressed
2: um if i if i let my brain go down that trail um it can happen within 10 seconds <laughs> i mean it's it's especially when satan is throwing those fiery darts at you it happens very very quickly
1: yeah yeah so satan is the master of dart throwing of depression throwing and and we we talked about elijah remember we had a whole section talking about elijah and after elijah was on mount carmel i know this was a couple years ago i just can't believe how far we've got on this podcast you know we're in the 400s we have tens of thousands of followers and downloaders and all these types of things and but this is what i'm thinking uh, uh, about that second verse and even the third verse thou uh, capacit my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways and for it says there is not a word in my tongue but lo o lord thou knowest altogether so god knows when we're up god knows when we're down God knows that the words we're going to speak or that we're holding back. So I think somehow, Stephanie, we need to, you know, in aggregate, if he knows everything we're going to say and do, and brethren, if he does, uh, we need to fix our heart so there aren't bad things on our tongue that we might have said or done so that we don't. I think everything starts with our heart, Stephanie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, the the heart is our... Um... The heart and the mind are, are intricately woven together, and they affect each other. And um, there's even incredible stories out there about heart transplant kind of stuff, or you know when a heart is is donated. I mean, just the stuff that is involved there. Um, I remember Charles used to he, that fascinated him that whole subject of the the intricacy of the heart and um, how people that have gotten a heart from another person how they these weird things seem to happen, but it has to do with that other person. You know, there's just incredible medical stories about that. And the fact that God gave me the heart, he gave me for a purpose. And I think there's something very powerful about that. And, and comparing yourself to someone else can become dangerous because God created your heart for you. He created your mind for you. He created that personality that the, the, the certain callings, that he puts on your life are for you in, in particular. And if we're not careful, we can start comparing our our hearts, our desire, our callings or whatever to someone else and become either discontent or discouraged or depressed or whatever. Satan will use that comparison to, to get us down or to maybe make us proud and or to tempt us, I should say, to be proud. We make that choice. But God designed you to be you. And that's what David is saying throughout this psalm, and every part of it. God designed you for where you are in life. He designed you with a specific calling and purpose. He gave you, and to come to that point that David came to of understanding. No matter where I am, no matter where you take me, no whether whether, whether I'm, you know, wherever I am, if I if I try to get away from you, if I'm in a high place, if you know, if I send up into heaven, if I'm if I'm on top of the mountain or if I'm in the deepest valley, you're there. You're there wherever I am. And (coughs) that that will give you a peace. It will give you strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow, as that wonderful hymn says, knowing that wherever you are, wherever God is leading you, he is there with you.
1: Yeah, he knows us intimately, too. And I, I think... Exactly what you're saying. He's with us. We can't escape him. He knows us intimately. In verse five, thou hast beset me behind and before he's laid his hand. We never can forget that God's hand is upon us when we're saved and when we're doing the right thing. God's hand is not upon us when we're murdering people and things of that nature. Yeah. But God's hand is upon us and what we're in. You know, that's so important, you know, Those of us who suffer from PTSD, those of us who've lived in the shadows, those of us who've uh, been on the irrelevant side, those of us who've had our identity messed with, just to know that God's hand is upon us is bigger than that. And and talking about such knowledge there in verse 6, Stephanie, is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot uh, attain onto it. And again, just talking, I can, you know, God is so high. There's so much. Uh, I'm overwhelmed by the height and the depth of his knowledge. And I think we all should be. And then, then making those words at the end of six that I'm just not equal to all this, God. I want it. I want your hand upon me. But reminding us to stay in our place and our place, uh, honestly, is to trust God, to step out for God, to, to be with God and to know God. You know, I was reading John chapter five. I was in John chapter five this morning uh during my during my walk many you know i do my bible reading and re- listen to some podcasts to include this one and and uh, as i was going through john chapter 5 this morning i was reminded of a couple things i was reminded that as we say all the time um that we pass from death unto life those of us who know him and trust him and believe in him and that we also have a different judgment when we get to heaven we know that too we know we get to go to heaven we know we're not gonna stand on, uh, at the great white throne and be cast into hell. And, and I think somehow that compares here that His hand is upon us. We can do the right thing because we know all these things. And if yes. you look at verse seven, we, we can't escape Him. We're not getting away. So we might as well just keep it. Whither shall I go from thine spirit and whither shall I flee from thy presence? Well, Adam and Eve found out, Stephanie, you can't flee from God's presence. Uh, You just can't get away from it. You're you're not going to do that. And uh, there's nowhere to go. And if I ascend up onto heaven, thou art there. I make my bed in hell. Behold, so God has dominion over all. He has dominion over all. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall be thy hand that lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say surely the darkness shall cover me, even in the night shall be light about me. Yet the darkest hide not from thee but the night shineth as the day the darkness and the light are both like to thee I'm thinking of the verse help me Stephanie where where God is light I think it's first John Mhm and there's no there's no darkness in him
2: Yeah God is light and in him is no darkness at all
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and what David's saying even in my most dark state even in those bad Uh, flashbacks even in those nightmares even in those bad times even when the world's upside down there's still light around me you know no matter how dark it seems no matter how bad things seem there's still light around me and and that's what the psalmist is saying and and the lesson for the day has got to be there's still light around me and and you can't you know you can't quench light i often tell the story in the army that we were out on maneuvers and we were looking for the enemy. And uh, uh, and this was during war games, not war. And we were on the side of a mountain in Missouri, close to Fort Leonard Wood. And, and uh, we had set up a listening post and where you you know you do Morse code with your fingers so people can't hear you. And you're listening. You're way up a couple hundred, 300 yards in front of the group. Essentially, you're the lowest ranking, easiest person to lose in the unit because you're going to get wiped out. But you tell the company they're coming. And I remember we were out there one night and I didn't hear a thing. These people were skillful at keeping their noise down, of staying in the dark, of keeping hidden. Didn't hear a thing. But then this one guy didn't have his poncho over his head. And he lit uh, a flashlight or a cigarette or something without his poncho over his head. God only knows. But it just lit the night. And I'm always reminded that I was able to, you know, send a Morse code up and we were able to drop artillery in or whatever, but I'm always reminded that you can't quench light. So I think there's a lesson here, Stephanie, you were on the dark continent, you were in the darkest times of your life and, uh, uh you always had light around you. Did you know that? Did, did, did that help?
2: Um, I didn't feel it always. Just being honest, yeah. But I knew, um, you know, we saw God do miracles over and over and over and over again that week, and we saw Him provide. We saw Him. um, We saw Him live, breathe. You know, we saw His hands and feet um, through. Cameroonian believers through other missionaries who were there in Cameroon and not even missionaries that we were working with, not even missionaries that were a part of our quote unquote yeah. circle. Um, just other believers who rallied around us and became so precious to us in those days. And yes, he was there. He was real. He was, he was literally so real that there were times it felt like his presence was just um i don't even know how to explain it it was something honestly that i don't um ever want to forget and it's it's something to treasure knowing that he was real in those darkest of times
1: there it is yeah and and folks i guess the point here is in the midst of our darkness in the midst of our troubles in the midst of craziness and in this silly life we live with this ptsd or with these hurts or these different things we go through and sometimes we're overwhelmed i I was speaking to a lady in Illinois the other day, uh, Stephanie, at a church, and and uh, a couple of weeks back, and in you know one of the comments the lady made to me was, you know I'm just so overwhelmed with my kids and the house and the and all these different things, and sometimes I paint myself into this corner of despair, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that's this psalm ministers to people like her when we paint ourselves into the corner of despair. When we find ourselves, man, I'm overwhelmed. I can't keep up. And, you know, where's God? Well, God's right there with you keeping the light. God's given you everything you need to uh, work your way out of that despair, to come out the other end. And I, I think that's pretty significant. And I think that's what this is all about today, that we, we walk away with today's lesson knowing that we're never in darkness. We're never in darkness. I mean, anything you want to say as we close, closing, Stephanie
2: just remember that whether you're on the mountaintop or in the deepest valley the lord will never leave you or forsake you
1: there it is folks that's today's message he's right there with you he's not going to leave you or forsake you One of the things Stephanie and I worry about most is that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In just a minute, Brother Eric from our production crew is going to go ahead and he's he's going to put some information out there to tell you a little bit about what you need to know to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Please take heed to that and pay attention to it. Hey, we love you folks. Thank you so much. Make sure if you need anything, you get a hold of us uh, out there at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Thank you.
0: is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today.